Hi guys, welcome to the Divine Creators Podcast with Cody Singh. I just want to thank you guys so much, each and every one of you. You know who you are specifically, who have very, very much supported me. Even before I had these campaigns to help me get these books out, you guys have walked me through step by step this journey. You've held my hand. You've made this seem like such a such an enjoyable creative process. The entire process of creating this book felt like painting a painting. It was just so enjoyable and it just flowed. I just tapped in and I just channeled it all, you know, and that's what we do here. We connect and then we share and I'm so privileged to be able to connect with you all and it's just so interesting when we talk about connection because when I talk about connection yes we were talking about us being connected but I'm also talking about eternal connection I'm talking about connecting to that higher frequency connecting to source connecting to your light okay when I speak here today what you guys are responding to is the energy that is flowing from me okay that is what creates resonance it's not the words you say it's not the physical things you produce it's the energy that flows with what you are saying or doing that produces the response that you're looking for okay so when we do that work first of all it tunes us into our true selves we have to understand we are in and of light energy we are light Okay, when we die, we return to light. Any moment of any day, we are connected to a relentless stream of light that will not give. No matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you resist, and of course, resistance looks like negative emotion, you know, or negative experiences that are manifested as a result of those negative emotions. Okay. You cannot stop this relentless flow of light energy. What does that mean? That means at any given moment, your light is trying to return you to your light. Okay, anytime we deviate from our light selves, that light is just going to keep on pummeling, okay? And it will influence or provoke you into your light. So here's an example. I mean, even as I'm speaking right now, it's actively occurring. I'm actively receiving insights by this energy that I'm tapped into. That energy of source is the energy of your spirit guide, your spirit guides or guide, okay? So as I'm tapped into this energy, I'm receiving their thoughts. So what's so interesting about that that always blows my mind is, you know, there's a difference between when you think a thought versus when a thought comes to you okay a thought coming to you is a thought that you are downloading and in order to download energy you have to tune into that energy so there's all different energies around us some people go into haunted houses and tune into that energy and then channel what's what's going on in that dimensional plane you know some people tune into higher vibrational frequencies right their source right their light that is in and of them it's inside of them it's not up there it's not around there it is inside of you and you can see it out there because it's inside of you so when you tune into that you have to understand that is a frequency when you tune into that energy that energy is actually the voice of your spirit guides guiding you not just with words with actions okay instincts okay 
it compels you to say what you're supposed to say, what you're trying to say. And that's a lot of why we talk about the channel of the universe in this book title, okay? Because we are an infinite channel and we are connected to infinite intelligence. We are connected to non-physical consciousness. We are non-physical consciousness. And it's really about bridging that gap between you and that higher self. And we talk about that in so many ways in this book. You know, again, channeling all of it really in the most kind of potent light bulb compact reminders to help guide you back into that awareness. I didn't want to make this difficult to read. I really wanted it to be easy to consume and just it, it to just feel good. You know, there's so many things that I could talk about in regards to the channeling process of this book, but we can get that, get to that later. Um, but in terms of just what's going on right now as I speak again, tuning into an energy, channeling the contents of that energy. Okay, this applies to so many, so, so, so many different areas of our lives. Okay, we do this all the time. And you guys can do this as well. And you do do this as well. Okay, so when we are talking about this infinite channel you have to again understand that we're not actually thinking up these thoughts we're not actually thinking up this guidance we're not thinking up the next step we're not thinking okay i need to go here next or i need to do this next we are on some level in autopilot mode and allowing the influence of the energies around us to guide us so that can be quite dangerous when we're not aware, when we're not self-aware, when we're not conscious, spiritually aware, awakened, consciousness, conscious of our own energy, conscious of the fact that we are made of light, conscious of the fact that when you tune into that light, that light is a being that guides you. It is an entity. It is a light force that is your lighthouse. It is your North Star. Oh, just got cut out there. Sorry about that, you guys. But... Uh, as we were saying, the energy is still flowing, so it will still inform the thoughts that we're thinking. So that's just an opportunity to just show how this works, right? You tune into the energy stream and it supplies the energy for you to carry out whatever you're doing, whether it's a conversation that you're having, whether it's a speech or something that you want to say, or, you know, even um, tasks that you have to do. Maybe even... Um, if you are an athlete and you are about to go play a game, you know, tuning into that source energy, that light, it will guide your instincts during the match to perform at your highest standard, okay? It's not about thinking up all of the skills. We can all attest to something that we're skilled at. And when you become super skilled at it, you're not actively thinking about, you know, say you're good at you know, shooting arrows, you know, it, you're not thinking every single moment, okay, curl this finger, push this, you know, hold my frame this way, okay, you know, use all your strength, you know, take a deep breath, you know, blink twice, you know, breathe like this, you know, there's so many things that go through our mind when we are actively, you know, channeling a skill, if you will. There is a sensation of being in the zone, that 
is almost indescribable you know when you're in the zone you do things time disappears when you're in the zone you do miraculous things when you're in the zone you shoot a three-pointer you know on a basketball court without seeing you hit a, an ace as a tennis player you stuck a landing as a gymnast you know these are all things that are evidence of syncing up to your light to your light energy okay it's so powerful to just know that when you are connected to this energy that it does supply everything that we do in the way that we're meant to do it you know so even tuning into your light surrendering to your light whatever semantics that you want to use to describe this process it informs just about everything that we do for example in meditation if you were to meditate immediately after you will receive a set of instincts and the thing about those instincts is you may not realize that the raising of your vibration and the tuning into your light has guided you into what you are compelled to do in that moment you might be a little frustrated you're like okay i just meditated i just raised my energy okay i'm not feeling anything i'm not feeling any epiphany i'm not feeling any light bulbs going off in my mind i'm not feeling any change all i feel is like getting up and stretching that is because your energy is guiding you to stretch because stretching is what's going to reorient your energy you might in the middle of your meditation be like oh, you know i just had gotta itch my arm itch 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 where's this itch coming from oh i bet that itch felt quite good and it's because your guides aka that energy that was flowing through you knew that what you were doing in that moment was acquiring more resistance and in a way to release that resistance was scratching an itch you will always receive instincts to restore you to your equilibrium restore your light restore your flow restore you back to your natural state of being that will always 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 occur even biologically we are designed to heal so this is also energetic and it's really 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 important to understand this theme because i really do feel like after all of these years i the most common question that i do get is about channeling when it's like we are all channeling you know we are all downloading the contents of energy and interpreting it and responding to it there are people that we walk up to in the street and we just know okay that's not my cup of tea not a judgment just like okay that's not my energy you know and then there are people okay i just know this person will be really easy to talk to on the line to buy my groceries you know so you know it, it's a really fascinating process that occurs all the time all day long even right now there is an energy that guided you and inspired you to this exact video as well so it's important to understand that framework you know before moving forward you know and again that's just how I was guided to start this video you know and I'm glad that I did because you know much of what we talked about again is within this particular book those concepts that idea and just you know expanded on in more ways um and you know what we're gonna do today i just really 
wanted to connect with you guys. I really wanted to come on here and feel all you guys out. I know I haven't been as uh, available on Facebook as of late, so I will get back to you guys and your messages and comments and things like that. Again, as you could tell, I've been quite busy. And again, there's some other very fun things that I, I just can't wait to share, but I feel like we should just start with this and then um and then we'll we'll get to some other things but i just have so many of you on here who are asking questions and i just thought it would be fun to sort of just be guided and uh see what questions that we are guided to here um you know what's interesting is like as much as i talk about auras i don't often talk about auras uh, while I'm on video. So as I talk to you right now, there's a violet energy coming in as a secondary. It was there a little bit in the beginning and then it kind of peered off um, when I had to cut the video because uh, the device died and I just had to charge it up and then re restart it. So right now I have indigo, right? That's my primary color and then there is a violet energy around it. Um, the violet is, is smaller right now, but I feel like it's going to come in more and more just because I'm speaking. And violet's a great energy when you are a speaker. It helps just kind of keep you poised and have integrity and strength and power and, uh, and just that spiritual presence and anchor, you know, that, uh, that really helps, you know, as violets are teachers, violets are natural, uh, naturally high consciousness, okay? They're naturally born into spaces. Usually you'll find a violet in a home where there's a lot of physical colors and that violet, their spiritual purpose, one of them, is to just be a force of light that's supposed to, you know, guide those others in their family into a higher consciousness with love you know violets like to hold down the four you know if you have violet in your energy again having one color in your field is is quite rare um not completely rare it depends you know emotional colors you can have i will see that more often and i do see solo colors for physical colors such as red orange yellow somebody asked a question about this something fuang said hey cody i'm curious if you could rank the aura colors from most to least emotionally sensitive. Especially curious about the blues and crystals, which is the most emotionally sensitive, or how they differ in sensitivities and processing emotions. That's a great way. So again, the book also has an aura index as well. I'll show you. And I do talk a little bit about, for example, the crystals in here and the indigos as well so if you are somebody who likes to learn about the auras i do have stuff about the auras in here as well so for example i have the classification of the aura colors here and you know this is just a great prompt for this fuang so thank you for your question you know it's difficult to rank 
colors because that makes it seem like there's a hierarchy you know i've met reds abraham hicks esther hicks for example her aura color is red believe it or not i think she has some purple in the outside but she is red 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 and she is one of the leading spiritual teachers on the planet you know so you know it's just such an example of okay well where does that red come into play for her she's such a powerful being she is sensitive to be able to tap into those energies right and communicate you know uh through an energetic understanding a vibrational understanding you know you would say where does that red come in well the red comes in because she speaks in front of large 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 amounts of people Okay, reds are black and white thinkers. They're succinct. They know how to put mo emotions aside when they're not useful. Okay, a surgeon. When a surgeon is cutting into somebody, you don't want emotions to get in the way. So you do need to know how to, you know, prioritize emotions when they're necessary and keep them away when they're not useful. Okay, so there is a lot of value to that, especially when a red becomes awakened that is a very 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 powerful being every color has an exalted form every color has an awakened form okay and it can be expressed um emotionally they will just use emotions in different ways they'll respond to it in different ways they won't be as affected by it when it affects them negatively it won't affect them negatively in the same way you know um but yes, the reds, right? Um, primal, succinct. So I'll just even read to you some of the traits for the reds here. You know. So strong, loyal, straightforward, definitive, vitality, activating, primal, matter of fact, succinct, black and white thinkers, often take charge, handy, task oriented, skeptical. Hardworking, powerful, efficient, passionate, strong-willed. Um, there's so many, and we could keep going, practical, pragmatic, survivalistic, helpful, tough. They're strong people, you know, and when they're awakened, they're really, really powerful, and they know how to command a room, command a performance, right? Reds who are musicians know how to command a stadium, you know what I mean? They know how to entertain an audience of 50,000 people, you know, um, other colors can do that as well, but you have to understand how these energies, I mean, these aura colors, they're not identities. They're just energetic influences that, uh, that inform the way you operate mentally, the way you approach what you do. It's just like, or uh, it's a very similar to uh, zodiac signs. You know how, you know, your sun sign can, you know, it doesn't necessarily say what you are interested in, but it might tell you um, why you might be interested in that or the way you might go about doing that thing. You know, it doesn't tell you what you like, but um, how you go about um, utilizing that thing, okay? It's more like your approach, the way you think about things, right? Oh. <laughs> uh, confirmation I love little synchronicities from the universe you know when they just come in and they're just like hey you know and that's another way that that energy that we talk about that you tune into comes in to 
inform you because what you have to remember too is you are more than this physical body so when you look around at your environment everything that you see is a reflection of who you are vibrationally at that exact moment okay so what you're witnessing that is you what you are attracting in that moment is you that little knock on the door or whatever that was you know was me a way of guiding me informing me in some way perhaps to talk about what we're talking about right now you know and i just love having these conversations i love um the prompts that you guys use again so fuang you did i, I do want to answer some of your question again you can't i just wanted to say that before answering because um yeah there's no hierarchy with these things it's not you know there's one you know indigo might be more sensitive than a lavender you know one day and another day the lavender is you know a lavender is more sensitive than an indigo I will say generally speaking of course there are classifications so there are the emotional colors who are going to naturally be more emotionally tapped in there are the mental colors okay so they just are just like real thinkers and strategy oriented you know and uh, data numbers um, pragmatic you know and then there are the physical colors that, uh, you know, they're just, again, just like the reds. We talked to reds, orange. Orange is a little bit more adventurous, um, more chill, more, um, yeah, you know, it's just it's just a more laxed kind of vibe, you know. Um, they're kind of daredevils, you know. Reds don't, you know, they're very often athletes, but, you know, they can apply that red in any place. Usually oranges are very physical people like they will yeah anything that they do they love to get involved more physically you know um they're risk takers you know and if it's not physical then it's in that risk taking sort of way you know that's just like a risk taker mind aspect of them that's really powerful and then the yellows are very much more diverse they're a little bit more open than the other physical colors um and they're, they're, but still, they're very intelligent, they're bright, um, they are grounded, but, you know, they like to have fun in everything they're doing, you know, they, anything that they are working that hard towards, they need to be having fun while doing it, otherwise they're just going to shift professions, you know, um, and then, of course, the mental colors, greens, you know, mental tan, a lot of the tans are mental colors, okay, and I know I don't talk enough about the tans, but you need to understand the tans are the tans do the things that we other aura colors would rather someone else do. You know, the tans are really great at just the logistics, at the data, the organization. You know, they are very. Um, they are. You know, they like to be financially secure they like to have a paycheck you know they they just you know they're very again they're the most pragmatic types minus the loving tans they can be a little bit more unconventional a little bit more artsy and out of the box abstract kind of thinkers a little bit but they're very grounded and kind of connected to earth and nature and you know yeah, and the greens, of course, they're very much like all of those pragmatic aspects. They're just very much like achievers, though. They want to be at the top. And they're visionaries in that sense of like, um, 
different than the visionary aspect of a purple. They're more spiritual visionaries. Um, greens are more visionaries in the sense of how, yeah, they organize their business or build an empire or, you know, monetize a company or something or products, you know. They just know they're that computer mind. They are the hackers. They are also the, like, w video game whiz kids that you're just like, what? How did you get in the top of the leaderboard? How do you have all these points? Like, they are that brain that just knows the system, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you said um, ranking them. That's very hard to do. It's very hard to do. But I will say the emotional colors are crystal, indigo, lavender, violet, royal blue, and, and aquamarine, okay? And pink, pink spectrum as well, baby pink, lilac, peach. Well, not peach, but peaches sometimes can be more of like the emotional aspect of like the oranges, for example. So if an orange is more sensitive, it'll kind of come across like that. A little bit but I wouldn't call that an emotional color but um, in terms of the most one okay if, if there's a room full of emotional colors you know the most sensitive one I would probably say is like the lavender you know just because they're wallflowers you know they, they they're nannies you know they just love to just be that wallflower you know they love to just be blissed and blissful and just you know kind and compassionate you know and they don't like to get you know involved in aggressive ways you know they're very peaceful generally speaking you know and they do have a high consciousness they're very psychic tapped in all the emotional horror colors are naturally psychic usually more spiritually influenced um not all the time though there are a lot of violets even that don't have any sort of uh, interest in that at, at all. Just make sure we're still recording here. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> um, so I would say I would go lavender. I would just go into the ways that they're sensitive, like, you know, because it's very hard to rank them. But I would say lavender is sensitive in that way indigos are very 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 sensitive but it's gonna look like they're like pissed off <laughs> like it's gonna look like they're just like you know like grunge or like emo or punk or something or just like you know just like one of those like artists like those cool like too cool for school kind of vibes you know um so that can come out more in like angst you know what i mean See, there's many different types of sensitive, you know, it depends, I guess, on what you specifically mean by sensitive, you know. Um, crystals are shapeshifters, so it's very difficult. Like, naturally, yes, they are sensitive, but it's also like they, if they're sensitive, they will shift into a red because red is like, or yellow or something, because that will help them adapt to environments better, you know. So you could say crystals are the most sensitive, but it's also like they have a highly adaptable quality that makes them what we call chameleons, and they shift forms um, based on the environments they are in. They're a clear color that just take on whatever color they are interacting with, you know, in order to adapt. And, you know, people usually like them as a result of that. Like, they, you know, they might not know why. They might even be awkward, but, you know, you just look at them and, 
they just feel easy to be around and you don't mind them being there. You know, crystals have that natural transmuting quality in their energy, so they naturally kind of diffuse energy in spaces. And then, oh, just I don't want to miss any. Okay, so... Aquamarines are very sensitive as well, but they're somehow able to be grounded and still kind of function in the real world while ironically being so incredibly sensitive. I mean, I almost want to say aquamarines you know, are, are really up there in terms of the most sensitive because what aquamar aquamarines feel sometimes like the most healing, like to the touch, they're naturally healers, um, natural physical healers. You, you know, they touch your hand and you just feel like, oh my gosh, you are a healer, you know? Um, natural, you know, they love, they just really gravitate towards like homeopathic things. Um, and even if they're not like into spirituality or new age, they're still into like health and like dermatology or, you know, cosmetics or, or something like, you know, with the, the skin or you know what I mean? Your health and your well-being, like they're, they're very much, you know, healers, healer, healer, healers, but very, very, very sensitive. Um, royal blues are probably the most bold of the royal blues in the sense that they're still very obviously emotionally intelligent. Blue is always a color that, that just talks about, um, how yes just um, just emotions and, and compassion and teachers you know spiritual teachers you know so they all have an aspect of that when it's royal blue they're a little bit more bold a little bit more dignified a little bit more buffered with boundaries um they can hold their own in like corporate environments if they need to um but they will be the boss that you want to go to you know what i mean before you know you go to the green boss or the red boss you know what i mean um, because they'll be aware of how you're feeling, you know, and that's very, very important, you know, in any space, in most spaces, I would say. Um, light blues are a little bit less, um, a little bit less buffered. They're more sensitive. Light blues are often kids, like they're, they're youthful. When I see light blue in an adult, I'm like, oh, wow, it's so, f and like, they feel so young to me. Whenever I see a light blue in, a, in an adult, um, usually like high school kids, you know, are, are like light blues, for example, and light blue is often a secondary color to nurturing tan, for example. Um, it's not actually a secondary, it's like its own frequency. There are a couple colors that are like hybrid colors, which I, I could get into because I, I find them so fascinating. The tans are, are hybrids because there are two colors in one, they'll be like nurturing tan is tan yellow and royal blue but like in one frequency it's it's very fascinating that it's not separate sometimes i've never talked about this but violet and red are basically one frequency whenever i see that it's it's so interesting it's like well do i call them purple or do i call them magenta do I, you know and this is why i talk about semantics and classifications and aura colors as well because you say tomato i say tomato you know what i mean it's what do you call violet? This person calls it purple, you know? It, it, it's, it's more about the frequency, the energy that we're talking about, you know? And uh, yeah, the nurturing tans, or excuse me, the violets and uh, 
and and red people violet slash red people yeah they will be a lot of times i think there usually are like serena williams is um violet and red together but it looks like one frequency so if you look at her energy especially now not when she was younger i think it is evolved into transitioned um I, I believe she was just red when she was younger and maybe like a little bit of violet but it's all integrated in one frequency now and it's quite beautiful it's a quite beautiful frequency to see um Oh, right. And the light blues, yes, they're just a little bit less, um, like, think of the royal blues just, like, a little bit less tough, you know, a little bit less strong. Um, and, you know, there will be, like, nurses, for example, you know, I often see light blue nurses or, like, yeah, people, like, um, physician assistants, things like that, dental assistants, you know, um, certain maybe even uh, child psychologists, for example, things like that. I, I don't know if I could rank them, you know, I just don't, I wouldn't be able to say that with a lot of faith, you know, without feeling like I'm misleading people a little bit. <laughs> um, but that's a great question, though, and it gave me an opportunity to talk about um, talk about that a little bit. I also have some other aura colors that I, I put in here as well, like really, really rare colors. I put in gold. I put in silver. I put in black, obsidian black specifically. I talked about the textures um, in the aura index as well. The different colors that show up in field that are not related to your life colors or aura colors you know like light blue for example is a color that comes in when you're lethargic or you just woke up out of bed you know something like that you know so um there's so much uh more to talk about in regards to this but i did want to do just a little bit of uh, a video just to share with you guys this this great news and um yeah uh, let me see if there's any more uh, questions here um, that are jumping out. Maybe we could just do some last-minute uh, readings. So Phoenix Reed is aquamarine. Um, I can, I can, I can definitely write that on your post for you if you'd like as well just so I don't forget sometimes I read you guys on these videos and the podcasts and I'll forget to comment so I'll go back and I'll just comment or I'll like leave a link for the video or something you know I think yeah you have aquamarine so aquamarine you know they you know sometimes they'll look a little bit more turquoise sometimes most of the time they to me look very like this kind of like a like a sky like sky blue but like with a little bit of hint of like like green in there you know so i'm just going to this is uh, freezing a bit
you know, we could probably just come back on here after <laughs> because it's freezing right now and uh, I can't quite scroll and find all of the aura questions, but I could just go on the photos. Um, but I could talk about, so, oh, here we go. Well, we could talk about this. Uh, a lot of you liked this post. Um, Steve Irwin, someone asked Effie. Hi, Effie. Effie asked really great questions and is such a great prompt in the group to inspire conversation and dialogue around these teachings. And I just have to say, it's so inspiring for me, for me to see you guys reading auras. And I want to say this again before, because I know it's, it's, I know it's been quite a, um, a while since I've talked about this, but you know, the aura reading section started because I wanted to teach everybody how to see auras themselves. I wanted to show everyone that it is very easy to actually see them. You just have to trust it and that you feel aura colors first. That's one of the reasons why I use so many famous people examples because we're all kind of familiar with these people versus strangers. You know, we are aware on some level of our consciousness when we tune into someone's energy that that is their energy that we're perceiving, right? So doing this exercise helps us isolate the energy in people you know, aside from the projections in our mind, for example. So I, I really love when, especially now that we've talked in this video as well, about the different aura colors and the different types, you know. You know, if you guys, when you do post a photo, make sure to have a white background, okay? You know, because it just helps us to be able to see all of the colors in the field and helps it be clear and for helpful for others who want to read as well. Um, but I want you guys to guess what your color is first because most of you are usually right first. So if you listen to this video or you watch the other aura content and you've kind of learned a little bit, you don't have to be right. I'm not going to not answer you if you get it wrong. Um, a number of you asked, by the way, so I do, they do fall through the feed and I appreciate when you do tag me back. So don't feel bad for doing that. Um, but if I don't, um, just understand that like yeah, I just it just slipped through and, and I will get to it You know, I usually pick one day per week to kind of just go through all of them and just answer you guys um, But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Steve Irwin for a bit Steve Irwin's aura colors are green and secondary violet so the greens energetically they feel very kind of uh, they just vibrate. Green itself is a, the color actually vibrates at a slower speed than say blue or lavender, you know, on a scientific level. So the energy of green actually feels a little bit more dense, not in a bad way, that they're just more, a little bit more grounded, I guess, than the emotional aura colors. So he's a green and they're very, again, systems oriented. They are very, much achievers. They like to climb ladders in whatever they do in their life. Um, Steve Irwin was a like a conservationist and he do, he's done so much work, prolific work, you know, for animal rights. And, and, you know, that is, you know, something that he was able to drive because of that organizational strategic brain that he does have. He's also violent. Now that violet is that heart that we feel. 
that is the warmth, that is the connectivity, that is the love that he feels when he does his work, that we feel through him, that is also his influence, okay? Now, green is a very influential color, but when you have violet as well, violet is a very influential level uh, color on another sort of level, you know? Not a higher level, just a different sort of way, right? So, because Steve Irwin, does, you know, there are a lot of very great conservationists out there, but not all of them capture your heart like Steve Irwin does. That's because he has that green and the violet, okay? And his the, his wife, Terry, she has violet and aquamarine, okay? Very sensitive, beautiful soul, son. His son has yellow and royal blue, and his daughter has purple and blue. It's hard to see because they're all together, but I believe she's purple and blue. And they're all Pleiadians. <laughs> so, yeah, they they all have a very, very high consciousness. They are all connected to a consciousness that really informs their mission in a very beautiful and powerful way. Gypsy Ula Foley is pink and yellow. Joseph Ryle, you are royal blue, my friend. Also a starseed. Brett Marling, I think I read her already. Um, but now I'm seeing more photos of her here. This is a better photo of her. So she's light blue, which is really rare, and lavender. Just to have in Hollywood. She is also lavender. I don't know if I wrote lavender in the other one, but she is light blue and lavender. Hmm. It's very rare in Hollywood, I have to say. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Annie, you still do have that crystal. I don't know if this is an old post crystal, um, but you are wearing other colors in here. A couple different ones, actually. Some green, a little bit of red, and Blue, I mean, you have a lot. It's crystal, you know, but it's the crystal is a little bit more in the background. So that's interesting. Cassandra, light blue and purple. By the way, just a, a little tip in the future. Oh, Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves. Again, very rare, very rare for crystals to be this public. He's crystal. Ta-da! It's so interesting, though. I, I do, I have heard of somebody who saw him at an event, and it was like an auction, 
or something and he was like so kind of undercover but not like undercover hiding but like just so unassuming and that just was like oh of course he's crystal you know because crystals are very unassuming you don't even notice they're there sometimes you're, oh you're like oh that's what oh my gosh you feel so it's so lovely to have you here you know they're just a pleasure to have around they really are you know even despite what they think of themselves they can be very 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 hard on themselves but that's not how other people feel about them usually so if you guys do any of the red carpet um stuff like photos of celebrities on a red carpet those colors are so difficult to make out sometimes because there are so much chaotic energy on those red carpets and there's so many people around them that is combining aura colors as well and they are not comfortable either they're not settled in their energy so if you find a picture of them when they were young or just calm and chill or like you know alone with their family or, or by themselves like at home or something those are usually the best anyways guys i just wanted to uh send some love to you all sunstar i love your energy so much you are such a powerful being and you are crystal this is not common to have that many crystals by the way it's just the ones that i'm reading here today Um, Jose, you are exactly right with your friend. She is purple and green. So that's so great. This is why I love it. Isn't that so empowering when you just, you just, your intuition is confirmed, you know? All right, guys, I think that's where we will leave it off for now. Let me just see this post. Okay, guys, I think we'll leave it off here. Um, I'm going to uh, link all of the things involving the pre-order information and uh, just other ways to support if you feel guided to. Thank you guys, you know, between you guys and I. You know, I've been doing so much of this content on Facebook in order to connect with all of you guys in order to inspire you in the same ways that I was inspired to write this book as well as the other works that I'm so excited to put out there. Um, and just many blessings to you all and thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything. Take care guys.